what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four, volume one of Big Fan, the podcast that's sweeping the nation. My name is Chad East, and I'm a big fan of Captain's D, Captain D's, <laughs> mojitos, and broken in flip flops. My man Hank, what are you a big fan of? I'm a big fan of UNC basketball, weekend grilling, and life's unwritten rules. Oh, wow. Life's unwritten rules. I you almost want- put flip-flops on there. <laughs> I almost put flip-flops. Shut up. Is there something you want to elaborate about life's unwritten rules, or that's just a thought that you want us to dwell on? Well, you know, I mean, there's, diff- there's just certain things out there that you have to live by, right? And it's it's... It's looking a man in the eyes when you shake his hand. Sure. It's holding a door when you walk into it. It's just life's unwritten rules. And everybody knows them. They're not written down, right? I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Please. Just one quick one. Everybody knows we played the member guest. I'm going to jump forward in this conversation before. Yep. There's certain life unwritten rules in life in golf, right? Yes. There's certain rules. Golf etiquette, yes. You don't talk about them. You just know them, okay? Like a certain point when you get on a green, Right? You're on a green. Mm-hmm. Ball's relatively close. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn close. Very close. And you happen to give it to that person. Yes. You say, listen, that's a great shot. You're close enough. How far is that? How, the, the unwritten rule is how far is that? Mm-hmm. With, okay. Got within it. the leather. The unwritten within the leather. Within that's, the leather that's of the leather. The unwritten putter, rule. Right? Yes. You live by those rules. If it's within the leather, you're like everybody knows you're going to take it. We had a match this weekend. Mm-hmm. Gentleman hits a ball. Okay, we all get up to the green. We all know this gentleman very well. <laughs> yes. Okay? Ball is sitting six feet from the hole. Okay? The other team has the, the right to give this, right? That's true. This gentleman walks over the ball, says, I'm going to take this. Ooh. Sets up over the ball, hits the ball, misses the putt, pulls the ball back, misses it a second <laughs> time. Good thing I took that. Come on. Oh, that's not even close to being right. No, but we didn't let him have it. Okay, good. Thank goodness. We won that hole. But it's just one of life unwritten rules. You don't take that. No. It's within the leather. Exactly. And typically what happens is because they're gentlemen on the course – even if you hit a good shot and swing within two feet, you don't even really ask. You just kind of wait on the other team to say, hey, that's good. Good shot. That's good. Yeah. Happened to me one time this weekend that it was within the leather, and I don't think they even, they saw it, and I really didn't want to put it, but it was within the leather. I said, hey, y'all, how's that one look? And they were like, oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. You know. That's all right. So I felt okay, but at, you know, normally they would just come up and say, hey, take it. But right. They didn't, they didn't really look and pay attention to it And that's a sports unwritten rule. That's There's right. life unwritten, uh, unwritten rules. Certainly. I just love them. Yes. I love them. I okay. love them all. Oh, good. Way to start the show, Hank. Get us really depressed. Not as kid. <laughs> Very nice. Well, 
Speaking of, we are starting the show. We're coming to you on a June 6th, 3 o'clock in the – June 5th, <laughs> 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, on a Tuesday. It's when right. we normally post this podcast or record this po- podcast and just heard some really terrible news. And it's so weird how things in life happen. So Kate Spade just heard breaking news. She passed away, apparent suicide, which is terrible anyway. But what it's so terrible. Suicide, obviously, awful. Kate Spade, she's a fashion icon, you know, worth millions and millions of dollars. Have people all over the world working for her. She passed away. I don't know what was going on with her life, but that's a sad story anyway. Right. So when is the last time you probably mentioned Kate Spade's name until we heard today? Well, I'm, go ahead. Well, I, you know, I, I work in an office with 40 ladies. Yes. So the, the idea that I... I hear her name quite a quite bit often. because people are buying these purses sure. and stuff like that. So I do see them. So I'm kind of an anomaly because I have the surrounding Got where it. I hear this. Got it. So I probably haven't heard Kate Spade's name in, I don't know, like let's say three years, maybe. Maybe more recent than that, but just really right. somebody talking about Kate Spade. So last night on Jeopardy. Okay, there's a questions, you know, they're popping up and down there that Alex Trebek's asking a question. And the eight hundred dollar question was initials and it said fashion icon or blah blah or fashion icon made it with her purses. So my family watches Jeopardy together while we eat dinner, seven mm-hmm. o'clock ish. And I said, Kate Spade. And Lucy Rose and Olivia both said, Well, who's Kate Kate Spade? Right. And so I go through this whole story about oh well kate spade is this designer and, and your mommy's got a bunch of purses and jennifer do you remember when kate spade first hit everybody had to have the right. kate spade purse yeah we were just talking i haven't mentioned kate spade's name in three years and it's then this crazy. happens isn't that wild it's wild you know stuff like that in life sometimes it's really weird how it works out you know right you're talking you have so- i'll give you another story when i was a sophomore in high school this is the strangest, one of the strangest days of my life. I was at the Foundation Center, and we decided to take a walk to Woolworths. Woolworths had an old f- soda fountain. Do you remember Woolworths yeah, back in the absolutely. day? absolutely. And so we were leaving the center. We had just finished playing tennis. It was probably noon. Roll up to Woolworths, get you a cherry soda for a dollar, and you get a hamburger or a french fry. And we're just talking about stories that happened to us in life our seventh grade year. It was the summer. We're talking about, oh, remember this thing that happened yeah. in our seventh grade year? So we happened to mention this one person's name. Let's say her, this girl's name was Christy, let's say. We're walking along, and within eight steps, we see the name Christy engraved in – not engraved, but it's in the cement where wet cement was there. She was someone named Christy put her name there. Wow. And we're like, oh, it's pretty weird. Couple, walk a couple more steps, talk about this dude named Paul. When we're walking – We look to our right. There is a newspaper that's sitting there, and the headline is something about somebody, Paul. Not the Paul, but it's still big words, Paul. And we're like, this, we're within 100 yards, Hank. Boom, boom. The third one was even more odd. So we were talking about this person. We'll call this person George, whose mom and dad had this particular car. And nothing bad about the car. We just remember the car always picking up Paul or George from school. And sure enough, we're getting ready to walk into Woolworths, and that car, right when we're talking about it, 
It just happens to be right in that parking spot. So just sometimes weird stuff like that happens. You know what that is? What? Hillcrest Medium. You're the Hillcrest Medium. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. You're the so Hillcrest Medium. I invite you guys to come over to my house. We'll sit in the basement. You tell me a few things about your life. Give me $500, and then I can explain what's going to happen. Pretty soon we're going to have people in here handing you <laughs> pens and telling them what's going to happen with this. And you're going to say, Love soon it. you're going to write a check for a bill. <laughs> <laughs> dig it, dig it. Anyway, I digress. We'll get off that. But Kate Spade, rest in peace. Also, Dwight Clark, yesterday, one of my favorite player, football players of all time. He passed away from ALS. Yep. Hank, I bring this up. Uh, we talked a little bit about it before the show started. And my first real football memory was the catch, Joe Montana to Dwight Clark, Clark 1981 NFC Championship game in San Francisco. Dwight Clark made this heroic catch. Joe Montana's pass was great, too. Yeah. First football memory I have, I was six years old. Never forget it. Do you remember the play? Yeah, I mean, it's probably the clip that's played the most. Yes. When you talk about football, like, clips, that clip is probably played more than any other. I, think you're I right. mean, everybody's seen that clip. I bet yes. you, you know, our kids have seen that clip and yes. could recognize it. So, you know, what a, uh, an icon for the sport and – um, sorry that you know, and and to watch, you know, ALS is a terrible disease, and to watch these heroes that we, I mean, everybody that dies of this is a hero, you know, I mean, it really is. But to watch these men that you idolize or women that you idolize that are supernatural, right. like especially athletes, supernatural. Right. I don't know if you knew uh, Gleason. I think his last name was Gleason. He played for the Saints, Saints. right? He came yeah. out of uh, Oregon, I believe. And he was returning punts, and he returned that punt for a touchdown, and he's got ALS. And he is a shell of the athlete he was before. But if you see you know, and we're not talking about 20 years different. We're talking about six, seven, eight years difference. And um, it's just a terrible disease. God, it's just Speaking of that, Dwight Clark told the NFL, he said, Dwight Clark was a smart dude, right? Smart Mm -hmm. dude. He said, football contributed to what's going on with me right now. He said it last year. So – Anyway, the NFL's got a lot of Man. stuff on, you know, on their plate right now to deal with. You yeah, got concussions, do. and you, you got all kinds. A lot of the young kids, the parents aren't letting them play football anymore. So, anyway, good luck, NFL. And, hey, Dwight Clark, rest in peace. Thank you for the catch. Have, yes, enlightening us with that, that catch. Do you know he played at Clemson? I learned this yesterday. Played at Clemson. How many balls he caught his career at Clemson? How many? Twelve. You know what round he got drafted in the NFL, what they got drafted? He got drafted in the tenth round. You know why? Why? Bill Walsh, his senior year, he roomed with the quarterback for Clemson. His last name was Fuller. Bill Walsh called to ask for Steve Fuller. I think that's that's what his name was to say, "Hey, we're interested in you. Hey, work on this, and we'll go see you in camp or combines before the draft." Right. <clears throat> he happened to not be in his room, but Dwight Clark answered the phone. It was like, "Hey, coach." I know my numbers aren't very good, but I can play in the NFL. Wow. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. And Bill Walsh remembered that. So in the 10th round, when the NFL draft used to go gobs of rounds, drafted him in the 10th round. Joe Montana, Dwight Clark drafted in the same year, became close friends. The rest is Chemistry. history. The rest is history. Yeah, Isn't that wild awesome. how stuff like that works? It's awesome. Yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, whoa, that's pretty deep. That's a deep start to the show, We bud. shoved a lot in Golly. right there at the beginning, man. Very deep. Well, let's go a little bit more easier tone here, and let's talk about – let's let our guys know about the tennis. From Remember the yeah. tennis? So 
You're, the, well, the birthday. The birthday. The birthday, birthday led tennis, into the everything. Yeah, let's yeah. let's talk about that. Because Go ahead. Lead us it off. Was, it was a – you know, I, I can only talk about two of the events because, you know, we talked about three. I was hoping to make it to three, yep. but I only was able to make it to two. And the first was tennis. You know, let's remind our listeners that we had not had a victory up until that point, we right? Sucked. So we walk into this thinking we need a victory. It's our last match of the year. Last match of the year. And we're going against somebody that has already whooped us twice. <laughs> yes. Right? So we go into this. You're playing number one singles. You didn't get to play the guy that you played, in the, you know, played at the beginning. Right. But you were there ready to. Ready. If, if he was there, I was going to be That's there. exactly right. right. So we go into this, and we've got to win three out of five matches. Three out of five. Okay? So we get there. And the other club shows up, and they forfeit two <laughs> immediately. They forfeit two immediately. But they come with three teams. Yes. Which means if we lose this match, <laughs> they have swept all three, right? Yes. And you know that they're coming with some guns, mm-hmm. right? So Chad goes number one singles. Number one doubles go out. And yes. number two doubles go out, which is you're at singles. We have another Group at number one, and then yours truly <laughs> yes. is at number two single. Yes. Right, doubles, right? Doubles, yes. We start in our match. I don't know what's going on, but I see you come out early, okay? So when you come out early, it's either yeah. you got beat or <laughs> right. you did some beating, sure. right? Sure, The one beside us, they come off the court, and they're happy-go-lucky, right? They're happy-go-lucky. So I think maybe we got this in the bag. But let me tell you about our match, okay? Our match, we lost the first set. In a tiebreaker, mm. okay, go up four one in the second set, tied it up at four four. Holy cow! Okay, four four, the just it opens up, starts raining, right? Yes, you're right. We're on hard courts. It gets slippery. We all run off, right? So the old guy we were playing, and this guy, this <laughs> and guy, we're talking. Oh, we're not saying like forty eight, fifty no, no, years no. old. This guy to seven <laughs> in front of his age. This cat looks at me and he goes. I guess we can just have you guys forfeit. We'll take this. Now, there was a little bit of discussion about what's the gentleman thing to do here, right? Because we've already won the match because you won. Yeah, 6-0, 6 Because you won. Because yes. the other match won. It might be a gentlemanly thing to do to, to give them that last <laughs> victory. Just to get, you know, just give them something give for them something. it. Hell no. <laughs> Not no, but hell no. Right. I said, listen, these are the rules. You can come back down here at any day you want. And we'll finish this matchup. Now, they live about an hour and 15 away, right? They're like, yeah, we're not going to have that. We're going to forfeit. I was like, peace. I got another victory. Congratulations. We swept them, yeah, baby. First clean victory. sweep. It was a really good feeling. And after the tennis match, of course, we want to celebrate. Of, of course. Of course. Of course. So we pile in the cars. We head to our favorite little trusty spot, good old El Paso, mm. where – the commit the big margaritas are consumed. The big how y'all drink those big beers so fast? And we're not talking about just the normal beer or the two beer. We're talking about they put three beers in what y'all drink. Yeah, it's right? a big it's a big beer. I think it's huge. It's a big beer. Yeah, it's so delicious. y'all go through two or two sometimes two. three. Oh, two. two. Okay, two. We'll keep it at two. All right, just for the podcast <laughs> and a couple margaritas. And you know everyone's feeling good. We're doing toast and we're doing cheers and everyone's feeling pretty well. Did you see the the margarita Mark had? Yes, I did. 
It was not just a margarita. It had two Coronas shoved in it. Did you see that? Yes. And he knocked that thing down like a champ. And he was banged. Yes, after. he was. That got him. That thing got him. But um, it was a great time at El Paso. I left my wonderful team, and I cruised on down to Bourbon Street, where that's where the music happens. And one of the guys that was at the table with us actually came on and joined me. Mr. Charlie Zagaroli joined me at the Bourbon. Did I tell you that? Did you know that? Okay. He joined us, and so as soon as we get there, there's a little mob of people. Hank, I am not lying. It was crazy. They were like, Hillcrest mob? This is a cougar mob mob of 70, 60 to 70-year-old women. There's about 12 of them, and they're they're probably not that old. They're they're probably in their 50s, 60s, into their 70s. One or two in their 70s? Yes, definitely. And so uh, we get there, and they're waiting. And so we're walking in. They're like, there they are. There they are. Oh, yeah. So, mic check, boom, 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 get on stage. Supposedly, I'm not supposed to open up. I was going to be the second gutting on stage, but they were like, hey, Chad, we need you. Come on. Pop up on the stage, Hank. This is no lie. Grab the mic stand. Boom. Play it. Within eight seconds, it's cry to me, Solomon Burke. I told you what up, and I start with it. One of the cougars gets on the mic stand and starts dry humping the mic stand within eight seconds. Eight seconds. As soon as I grab it, boom, the music comes on. Then you just start seeing this da, da, da. And so I pulled pull the mic stand back just a little bit, <laughs> pulled the mic out of the mic stand, and I'm getting, keeping my distance, but I'm singing, I'm crooning, I'm doing my thing. It was a great set. Charlie Zag came up and killed it. Instead of five songs, we played nine. Whoa. They gave us nine songs. Wow. Um, so following that, we're all outside, you know, just reveling in our <clears throat> awesomeness. We think we're so cool. We were able to do this you know we're really not very cool but another guy who owns a bar said hey that's not bad we have our wednesday night set opposite of bourbon streets you guys are more than welcome to come up there and play for an hour on the opposite wednesday night of the bourbon street wow we got two gigs now buddy two gigs two gigs yes every wednesday now every wednesday now one's at the old elicio's now it's called the spot right Hey, that's one, and the other is Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street that's every other Wednesday. What are you gonna do this Wednesday night? Every Wednesday? I don't know. I, mean, I think it's going to be too much. I told my wife about it, and she was like, "None too really? happy." Really? I don't think so. But anyway, we're this will make us practice a little bit more, so we can actually kind of get better. Um, but I, anyway, we're probably limited to two, maybe one Elysios, one Bourbon Street per month. Hey, you know, that seems reasonable. It's a good start. It's a good seems start. reasonable. Yeah. How many hours are we on stage? We got, what time did I leave that place? 9.45, and we got two hours. We were on stage for two hours. But the Elysio's place, the the spot's only going to give you an hour. Yes, but if we're good and people are drinking beer and ordering shots, they might say, hey, play another one. Play another one. Play another one. Yeah, the cool thing about being a rock star, Hank, is when I walk up. (laughs) When I walk up to the bar. I'm I'm just kidding, but I did walk up to the bar after I did my two or three songs, and the bartender did like this. She's probably about a 65-year-old lady. She owns the bar, a real sweet lady named Kitty. She she gave me a wink like this. This one's on the house, son. (laughs) This one's on the house, son. Just one? She slid it, and I caught it. Thank you, Kitty. Thank you, Kitty. And I walked on down. Oh, I walked yeah. on down. So that Rock was a, star. Yeah, it felt good. It felt good. Um, but that kind of wraps up my birthday celebration. Awesome. Yeah, so the following week was Memorial Day. We had some bad weather down here in Hickory, North Carolina. Got on the lake a little bit. You had your beach trip. I was thinking yeah, about you. Mountain, mountain trip. trip. Pouring rain. It's Were you awful. inside the whole time? It was so spotty, man. It was suspect. It was. It was 
we were able to get out some, but not what we needed to get out. I mean, yeah. you know, we've got kids sure. and everything, closed quarters. So, uh, but it was fun. I mean, we got to play golf. We got to hike. It was fun. It was good. Cool. Cool. So Memorial Day behind us, it led right into this past weekend, which was the member guest golf tournament that you alluded to earlier. Tell us some of the highlights, Hank. Well, getting screwed with a putt was tr- oh, one of them, that right? Hurt. That hurts. So the the good thing about the member guest is the the camaraderie, right? It's you know we all drink beer and have fun and everything yeah. else. We all suck at golf. Yeah. You know that's kind of the deal. We're not uh, better than what we think we are, but. The matchups are the crazy things. You know, the stag night's fun. We have a good time when we're doing that. But it's the matchups and the on the course shenanigans yes. that you have. Okay. So just there's there was a ton of great times and there was a lot of golf played and there was a lot of good stuff. The one thing that we do, and I couldn't remember the name last time, is the Thurgood. <laughs> yes. Okay, so for the people out there that don't know what a Thurgood is, Thurgood is one shot whiskey. One shot of scotch and a beer, okay? And that's how it goes. Boom, 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 right? You hammer both of them. I mean, all three of them. And a lot of people say that they want to do this, right? Right? And, and I love doing it. I don't love doing that. Let me no, rephrase that. I don't. It's, it's awful. It's and I, my brother-in-law makes me do it. So we get probably how many people? Eight to ten. Easy. Yep. This is what we walk into right here. This is what you walk into the bar doing. This is it. But the problem is, is that he's got all these people that have had a lot of beers earlier. And next thing you know, they're lined up in front of them. I think three people finished what they were supposed to do. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I was one that did not finish. Dude, you didn't get past the first I, shot. I couldn't get the first one down. You could not get past the first shot. Why? And I was disappointed in I you. was very disappointed myself, but it's better than vomiting all over the bar, and I did not want to do that either. Can we tell you what happened after that? I don't know if you know what happened after I think that. Carson ended up drinking all the rest of my... My brother-in-law, which yes. we alluded to, is an absolute moron, yes. but is a great member guest partner. Perfect. Stepped into your spot, <laughs> yes. finished your Thurgood. <laughs> That's a man. That dude was a man. That is a man. Thank you, Carson. Um, I did lose a lot of cool points, but Hank, I would have lost more if I would have taken I'm telling you, it would have been a nightmare, because that was a long day. The previous night was even longer, so yeah. I, I needed I needed just to... Take a swallow of that first one and move on. But thank you, Carson. And I wanted to ask you this, too. And Was Carson making fun of me the rest? I couldn't tell. I can never tell if Carson's serious about what he's saying or if he's trying to, like, really stick a knife in my back. No. He was asking me the night before we got a ride home, and I was like, look how beautiful the moon is. Do you remember this? <laughs> I do. I was just enthralled, but the moon was just gorgeous that night. So every time I'd see him, he said, hey, man, check out that sunset. Was he kidding with me? Yes. or was Okay. He was just giving you a hard oh, time. Oh, God, that dude's hilarious. He's just giving you a hard time. But at one time he said, Chad, look at the sky. It really is nice and beautifully pink. Right. Was he still trying to just give me yes. a hard time? Okay. Yes. I thought he was, he was just giving you a hard time. Okay. Hey, but the other thing that – the only other thing that I have to mention is, you know, getting home safely is one of the most important things that Certainly. you can do during member guest. Yes. So the second night we played an extra nine and everybody leaves, Right. Well, there's these kids that take us home, and they're the cart guys, right? And they <laughs> yeah. love us because we tip oh, them, yes. and you know, every, they love us. So they take, they're taking, they get to drive, they drive my car, and they've got one following them, and they're driving. So we were hungry, so we we're like, where do we want to go? 
El Paso. Well, yeah. first of all, we decided on El Paso because you looked at us and you said, let's go to El Paso, <laughs> right? Do you remember that? I remember it. Then when we get to El Paso, you're like, we're at Standard Oyster. <laughs> and I'm like, this son of a gun. So when we pull into El Paso, though, this 18-year-old kid's like, all right, man, um, I, you know, you good from here? Yeah, we're good from here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all want some dinner? Right? Yes, These two course. 18-year-old boys were like, yeah, I want some dinner. So they walked in there and ate with us, right? <laughs> It was great. It's funny. You know, hanging out with... That's the funny part of this, is you hang out with people you, you don't... Yeah, you never the get a chance to see 18-year-old guy yes. is so funny. <laughs> He's so dumb. You know, just like we all were. Yes. Yeah, we but, don't, you don't know anything when you're 18 years I, old. I don't know anything when so, I'm 41, but, true, you point. know, it, it was great. It was great. I think they had a good time. We yes. had a good time. Yes. Um, but uh, it was fun. How about you? Anything crazy? Uh, no, nothing really crazy. It's your standard, you know, three days of golf party on saturday night which you don't attend which is probably smart because that is the end of many a golfer is after the round of golf you're going to the party from six to eleven that's five more hours after you've been there since nine o'clock in the morning that's a long day so i was told possibly my shirt came off for a little bit on the dance floor i don't think it i don't think that's fact it might have come off the shoulder just a little bit and then might have Popped it back popped on. It back popped in. it back on. Yeah. Um, seen that. Yeah, you've seen, seen that, that before. So I did. Someone challenged me to a dance-off. It was a Ooh, gal. Who dared? It was a gal who challenged me last year, and then she ended up falling off the dance floor last year. Do you remember this? I don't think I remember that. Well, anyway, you weren't because you weren't there, but there was a good story. So anyway, her husband grabbed her and said, no, 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 no. Not this year, honey. No more dance-off. So we, the dance-off got canceled. Went home at a decent hour, 11-ish. Where I heard some people stay to about one or two. Ooh. Yes. Can so I anyway, tell you a funny, please, funny thing? Please. So a guy that I don't know too well came up to me on Sunday morning, right? Yes. And he was like, is that your crew over there? And it was you and mm-hmm. Jeremy and yep. the, everybody. You know, everybody. The our crew. crew. The crew. I said, yeah, that's us. That's, that's, those are my boys over there. He said, let me, let me ask you a question. I said, all right. He was like, look at all them. Just beat up. <laughs> beat up. Look at, look at their faces are dragging their arms are dragging They're, they just look like hell yes look at there chad east be bopping <laughs> he said he looks as fresh as a daisy i was like dude he's a machine oh he just needs to change the oil he's yeah. back on the party baby believe me i, I was putting on a front because i felt like hell that day <laughs> i mean i put on a nice face but i'm telling you inside it was hurting you're banged but whoever said that thank you very much Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-hosts of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. All right, Hank, you ready to move on? Let's do it. Let's go to everybody's favorite segment of the show, Hank's Hierarchy. Ooh. You get with this? Uh, <laughs> you always get real fast. Hank can get with this. Oh, Hank can get with that. Uh, bum, 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 Hank. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, Hank Arooney. <laughs> this is going to be a different Hank's Hierarchy this year. This is going to be our segment of Hank's Hierarchy that we call the Moral Conundrum. Oh, Lord. So what happens in the moral conundrum, Hank? I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to ask it as honestly as you can. It's really just your opinion. Um, I value your opinion. Okay. So this will be interesting. Hank, if you had a choice 
between you receiving $10,000 for you or one of your best friends, not family member, but best friends receiving $100,000. What would you choose and why? No question. Here's a stipulation. They can't know. They can't know that you had the choice to make. It's either they just happen to luck into $100,000 or you happen to luck into $10,000. They don't know that you have the choice to make sure they get that $100,000. Right. Okay? Right. Go ahead. Okay. There's a couple layers to this. There's lots of layers. There's a couple layers to this. Okay. Could $10,000 help me? Absolutely. Could help anybody, yes. right? But as I've grown old in my age, I started realizing more and more that you know there's more important things in life, sure. right? There sure. are, um, and money is not one of them. Now, happiness—you know—people see it different ways, but I would definitely want to see the hundred thousand go to somebody else. Wow! Uh, especially if it—you know—you can never dictate. Like if it went to CJ, I'd want to. <laughs> throw them off a mountain <laughs> but you know especially if it went to somebody that needed it sure you sure. know because i feel like that's uh I, i'm a big believer in karma and i believe mm-hmm. you do good deeds good deeds come back to you i agree i throughout my life i feel like there's been ups and downs and i feel like i've been blessed with a lot of good karma um i feel like my family has been and i feel like that's just be one more good karma thing that I'd get repaid for in the future some other way because, you know, that $10,000, $100,000 in the grand scheme of things and some of the stuff that's going on in my life, I wouldn't trade. If you added another zero or another zero, it wouldn't have mattered. Wow, because that was going to be my next question, but that's very gracious of you, very gracious. In your mind when you say that, do you let's say, let's say the person that got it was, let's say it's Michael Banks, right? Yeah. So $100,000, it's like he wins a lottery ticket, he gets, wins $100,000. Right. You know, and I know, actually all of our friends, if they fell into a hundred grand. They're going to do something for their friends anyway. And right. we don't even need to look at it like that. We no. were, we're doing something that's nice for someone we care about. But in the end, you know, they're going to turn around and say, all right, y'all, let's go to the golf course or let's go have a party. Right. And, and you're going to get it back tenfold. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they would do it. You know, I mean, and, it's, 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 that's, that's the deal with, like, you know, hanging out with good people. Yeah. Is they're going to make good decisions. And you're exactly right. Would it benefit all of us because we have fun, we have party? Absolutely. We but have it, memories. It's probably going to benefit other people as well sure. that probably need it more than them. Yes. So yes. absolutely. I mean, you know, I'd hate it if Michael wanted to because I don't want to punch <laughs> him in the face. But uh, no, I mean, I agree funny. with you. That's I funny. agree with you. How about shoe on the other foot? Yeah, I I agree with you. I, I would pass it on to someone else. For specific ex, the reasons you gave were perfect. That's why I believe in karma too. You do good deeds, and that I really do feel like. We always say we're blessed. A lot of the stuff that w- the reason we are so happy and good things have happened to us is because we're good people. Well, that's what I believe anyway. Like if you do good things for people and if you're friendly to people, I tell my girls this all, all the time. Smile, greet someone p- with a positive attitude. I'm telling you, they will remember it. They'll want you to be around. When all these wonderful things are happening, you're going to be the person that they want around. And you, so you'll get experience. All these things you might not if you have a sour face and you're like, this sucks. Be positive. Right. It comes back you ten, to you tenfold. Yeah. Did you hear? Okay, so I, I know you're not a huge baseball fan. You like baseball, but not yeah. like a, yeah. you know, a fan like I am. But uh, the uh, MLB draft was yesterday. Yes. Okay. And did you see the kid from Auburn went number one? Number one. one. Okay. And he didn't get drafted out of high school. 
So, you know, a lot of these kids are great prospects in high school, get drafted out of high school, then they have, you know, they further their career because they didn't get drafted high enough. And they, to get not drafted and then to be drafted number one is pretty huge special. Yeah, pretty huge special. Huge. He's a pretty special kid. Right. Right. When they talk to him about getting drafted, it, you know, if he wanted to be, get to that point where he was drafted, he, he was like, they asked who your mentor and hero was. And he said his dad. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. And he said, the reason for it is ever since I was little, my dad pressed upon me to be a better man than I was an athlete or right. a better wow. man than I was anything else. Right. And that's what he put it. He said, you know, my work ethic and my, you know, everything that I've accomplished is because I wasn't set forth to be in the MLB. It was because I was trying to be a good, good person, person and sure. I was trying to do good things and it led to a good work ethic and it led to, you know, these certain things. And I feel like that positive attitude does that. And it is the people that you're running into life. And, you know, whether it's your dad or your brother or buddy or a kid you mentor or whatever, right. those are the important things. Those are the relationship things that were, you know, that are important. Absolutely. Um, so it doesn't change your mind at all if I add three, four zeros to that. And so and now it's a million to you mm-hmm. or it's 10 million to your friend. So a million dollars, it's that's life changing. 10 million, that's life changing money. But a million for you. Again, no one has to know this. Right. That's the stipulation. No one knows. A million dollars doesn't change your mind. No. no. Wow. You, you, now, that's pretty. Now, that is so gracious. No, no, no. You know, and people are going to think that this is crap cool. yeah. going on here. And I know that. But, you know, I really honestly believe that it comes back. Wow, Hank. I do. I do. And if you're good, then it'll be good. And, uh, you know, if some of the things happened in my, didn't happen in my life or in my family's life or whatever, I might think differently, but yeah. too much crap's going on, you know, in one of these stories, I'll, in one of these shows, I'll, you know, share some of them, but there's too much stuff that's going on that, that it doesn't prove to me that things happen because they're supposed to happen. Mm. And I've been given, I feel like millions of dollars in experience in life and stuff like that wonderful well i'm gonna be a dick and take the million take it, take it. come on over here we make it to- rain make it rain baby we're going to vegas <laughs> we're heading to vegas i do i will tell you that i said if i ever won the lottery i'm just calling all of you and all yeah. i'm saying is meet at the airport that's it. Exactly. don't bring jack right we talked about this remember we every oh, time yeah. we, we get excited about what would we do if we want all this money and it's yes go to vegas don't bring a suitcase nothing don't it's it's gonna be taken care of just just meet show me at up. the airport just where are we up. going shut up meet me at the airport exactly bring your girls when we get off the plane girls are gonna go first i'm gonna go like this i'm gonna go here's look here's 20 grand here's 20 grand here's 20 grand here's 20 grand go go shop shop Boys, step on. Here's 50 grand. 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 <laughs> Let's uh, go. Go, uh, go. 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 Yes. I, that, every time we talk about those stories about what we would do, I always get so happy. Get you know, I get crazy hype because what if it could happen? Oh, yeah. What if it could happen? Oh, anyway. Hey, so what do you think about the first moral conundrum from the Big Fan Podcast? Oh, I think it was pretty, pretty good. good. I think pretty it's pretty good. Yeah. And get, hey, you know what? There, hopefully there's more of those moral conundrums. Sure. Maybe one day. I go against the moral decision. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, yes. Well, uh, good answers there, Hank. And that puts us right into our Chad's hierarchy. Before- Chad's champion. Chad's champion. I'm looking at something here. You talk for a minute. Let me find this something. Is, this is one of my favorite parts. Don't kill this thing. Because you always, you, you know, during the champions, you got to think out of the box. Yes, here we go. 
I don't have this right song, but you're the best around and nothing's going to ever keep you down. You're the best. Okay, here we go for Chad's Champions, Hank. I need your top four list. So far, so far we've done a food segment, Chad's Champions. We've done some songs. We've done a couple other things, maybe a movie or two, but we're going to stay in the movie genre. We're going to go Chad's Champions top four Quentin Tarantino movies. Are you a Quentin Tarantino fan, first of all? Probably my one of my top movies is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Wonderful. So I am a big, big fan as well. Um, he covers over a, a long segment of my life. Really, when I got out of high school was the first time I started jumping into – maybe right in high school, Quentin Tarantino movies. But anyway, Hank, I'm going to start us off here with my number – first of all, I'm going to start with the, t- the movies that did not make it because there's a few classics in here. Here's our just missed category for Chad. Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Kill Bill Volume 1 to me was superb, and I'm really surprised it did not kind of slide in, but one kind of just nudged in at the the end. Kill Bill Volume 2, phenomenal. Also didn't make it. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown, the first time I saw it, I was like, eh. You watch it a couple more times, you're like, damn, this is really good. Lastly, Reservoir Dogs. That's one that kind of always slides into people's top four. I've only seen it once. Maybe I need to give it another yes. look because it's fabulous, it's but great. it just didn't make it into my top four. Hank, give me some of your just mists. You know, I'm, my list probably isn't as big, so I can't tell. You know, when, you t- when you, we started doing this, I can put down four. I can't put down five, six, seven because, you know, the Kill Bill volumes would take me, but I lumped those two together. You're right. You're right. Okay. okay. So can I go ahead with my number four? Please, start okay. us off. My number four is the Kill Bill volumes. Okay, I love the fight scenes in those things. Yes, and I love the. I think his storyline in that it could have wavered for me. It could have gone up further, but I loved Kill Bill. Oh, love it too, Hank. And to think it's uh, what's her name? Uma. Uma Uma Thurman is just perfect in that role. She really is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's sweet and she's beautiful, but you know she's got this little side toward this edge that's a killer. Yep. Just just wonderful. Coming into my four hole is Django. And if you remember Django Unchained, it was several, maybe four or five years ago. Jamie Foxx set in southern, the south during uh, slavery. It's just terrible. But for the what happens during the movie, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's just got three scenes. It's not consists of many scenes. It's three major scenes. And you're mesmerized by all of these these three scenes. It's Pretty powerful stuff. Django Unchained, my number four. Okay, number three for me, Reservoir Dogs. Okay. The reason I love Reservoir Dogs is that's the one that made me fall in love with how messed up Tarantino is, right? right? I mean, it was a storyline that you really had to pay attention to. It was unlike everything. I think I don't know when it came out, but I always want to put it. The I got sa- it right here. The, the same date, time is 1992. Okay. It was a little bit before, but I always think of it like the, how serious and like complicated that movie was. Yeah. And then it was like Ace Ventura was out at the same, <laughs> at the same time. time. You're like, exactly. this is crazy. Yeah. So uh, it's number three for me. Good job. Number three coming in for Mr. East, it's going to be Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards came out, I'm going to find us a date, 2009. Hank, and it was set in World War II when the Germans were just Bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> We're just murdering Jew, innocent Jews. It was terrible. And so the beginning scene, I don't know if you remember, the Jewish folks are hiding underneath a floor, and the terrible German, one of those uh, generals or whatever, 
is walking around on the floor looking for them. And you can almost – the scene lasts about 14, 15 minutes, but it seems like it lasts an hour because it's so tense. Um, what is – I can't – Christopher Waltz is the um, German guy, and it continues to even get better after that. So coming in for three, for me, Quentin Tarantino movie, Inglorious Bastards. Well, you're going to make it easy for me because that's my number two. Okay. All right? Yes. I, I think it was a great movie. I think uh, – you know his addition to it. It's it's so um, tense. Like his movies, he's put those situations where it's so tense. And the scene that you're talking about is so tense. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. Yes, coming in two for me. It's not a film that Quentin Tarantino directed. It's actually one that he wrote and he wrote this film when he was a young buck and they made it into a movie it's called true romance do you remember the movie true romance hank it's got um arnold schwarzenegger no 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 no. it's got uh christian slater and it's got the girl her name is alabama in the movie um i'll try to find a little bit more information but anyway he's Christian Slater's like Elvis Presley. She always says, you're so cool. You're so cool. So anyway, Tarantino didn't direct it, but he wrote it. And this movie is a must, must see for you Tarantino fans. True Romance, number two. Wow. That was it. You got to see it, man. I'm I telling haven't you, seen that movie. It's, it's fabulous. Well, maybe that'll move up my list. Yeah. Number one for me is probably my favorite movie. I think it was when I, you know, the time that it was going on. Such a cool movie. The twist and turns with it and how it connects Connects to it. The next scene is pretty cool. Pulp Fiction. It's a no-brainer. Pulp Fiction for me, too. I mean, if you're a Tarantino fan, Pulp Fiction is the one that it's always going to stick with you. Just like you said, there are so many scenes and the way he he mixes the scenes up the time frame. You're a little confused, but you love it so much. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to figure it out. And have we ever figured out what's in the suitcase? I, I don't know. Have you heard the rumors? The Devil's Soul? Yeah, I've heard The Devil's Soul. I heard um, plat- uh, plutonium for to make a bomb, you know, gold, money. You've heard everything, but right. The Devil's Soul is what I probably think is in there. Right. Um, so anyway, Hank, that wraps up Chad's Champs, the Quentin Tarantino episode. Very good on that. I do want to mention one other one that we didn't talk about. I just saw on here. It was... Eh, this one's not very. Remember, he did that little group of Grindhouse and the old movies, um, like drive-in movies, horror ones. Right. He did that group too, and he also did this Dusk Till Dawn. That, I was going to say Dusk Till Dawn. Dusk Till Dawn. That is one of the the sexiest. When it was what's her name? Very uh, sexy. Uh, Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek when she was dancing in that place and she turned into a vampire. Yeah, dude, that yeah. scene's worth it right there, bro. Pretty awesome, man. That's a pretty good scene. So pretty. Dusk Till Dawn. Can, are we? Are we done yeah, with Chess Champions? Yep. The one thing that I forgot to – I think I forgot to talk about this the last time we were here, and I wanted to remind you, and I said remind me of that. Yeah. Because you were doing the best around. Oh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Now, Talk have you seen this? No. Okay, have you heard about this? Of course. Okay. Yes. Now, I've only watched the first two episodes. I have – Talk to people that have grinded straight through. Oh, wow. Multiple people because yes. of what's going on. And I've only seen the first two, obviously. Can I tell you, like, the premise, not to give anything away, but the premise? Sure. Okay. So Johnny, obviously, uh, after that, became hard on his luck. People were like, you got your ass kicked, blah, blah, blah. He's a handyman, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's working around town. He's got to pick up his car because he gets an accident. And he ends up at LaRusso's dealership, mm-hmm. right? LaRusso kind of clowns him a little bit. His boys at the dealership was like, isn't this the guy whose ass you kicked? Oh, right? so, wow. So it all kind of goes, you know, you see what's going on, what's happening to LaRusso, what's happening to Johnny. Well, Johnny goes eating a burrito at this, like, convenience store, and these kids start picking on this guy 
and push him on on Johnny's car. Yeah. And Johnny's like, get off my car. Well, he proceeds to whoop these kids' ass. Yeah. Right? To prote- not to protect the kid, but to protect, protect his, his car. car. Right? Yes, yes. So the guy that he finds out, Johnny finds out that this kid is just just a, getting bullied and he's a loser. And, he, you know, that's what he calls him. He's like, you're a loser. You don't mm. get any girls. Come on. And he realizes, I need to. I could start a dojo to help you losers. Wow. Right? So yes. that's what he does. That's the premise he, of the Cobra Kai. I love this. he tells them, this guy, bring your loser friends over here, and I'll help you get chicks. You know, the bad, the bad kind of stuff that Johnny was about. But he was like, I hope you get chicks. I hope you get popular. I yes. hope you whoop those kids that are cheat, like that are yes. uh, messing, messing with you. Messing with you. I, I, their ass. Get, in, yep. get into there, right? The end of their ass. Yeah. The funny thing is, is when they start talking about the relationship with Johnny, and they start talking about, why do you hate LaRusso so much? He was like, dude, he bullied me in high school. And they were like, what? He bullied me because he was like, I was the stud in the high school. I had this chick. LaRusso moves in, steals my girl, huh. right? Starts taking karate to try to kick my ass. I was I was in the toilet rolling a joint. He comes in and just puts, <laughs> puts water, water on me. Yes. Just to say it. So LaRusso was the bully. I was just taking it from him. Right? Makes you think. Wow. I've of, never even thought. I, I, I don't still. Go ahead. At the end of the second yeah. episode. Yeah. I like Johnny better than I do LaRusso. Is that right? Yes. Wait till you watch it. Mm. Wait till you watch it. It Must is great. TV. Must see TV. Well, thank you. That's a good intro. That has actually got me very excited to check this out for sure. I checked out this show yesterday. It started on HBO. It's called, oh, of course, I can't remember what it's called. We'll, we'll come back to that next week. It's about when you, successors, successors. <laughs> so what it's about, uh, this guy has built this multi-billion dollar industry, uh, company, and he's getting ready to retire, and he has four, two, three sons, one daughter. They're trying to figure out how they're going to succeed when this father passes so it's funny and it's also cutthroat it also applies the things you see i mean i'm in the same we're not trying to kill it but we're my family family on business and you are too yeah so anyway a lot of things that happen every day applies it's interesting to see so check that successors just started sunday hbo i think there's eight episodes it's only been through episode one how about that i'm gonna watch that okay please do all right buddy so that's gonna wrap up uh the big fan for today again guys we have been hearing just wonderful things from people that are our friends and that would listen to the podcast anyway and some people that don't even know us have just met us in the street like holy cow that podcast is really good when's the next episode coming so anyway if you're one of those guys and want to download it or subscribe please check us out www dot the mesh dot tv also you can email us at info at the mesh dot tv we'll be happy to listen to what you might have to say about a, a moral conundrum you may have or even talk to us about the moral conundrum that i posed to hank today we'd love to uh hear your stuff maybe even put it on the air it's anyway. easy to do it's easy to yeah, do okay. because uh my mom was wondering about you know how to get it on her phone and i said let's just do it together she walked through it subscribed boom on her phone there it is and also i listened to a couple other shows on the mesh network this mm-hmm. past weekend when i was laying up in the middle of the night my head swirling and i couldn't go to bed so hootie bowman has got a podcast that he posted here last week called Sitters center city drive where he talks about food in the area where nice. to eat Pretty good, pretty good. And obviously, Chick Chat and all the other wonderful shows on The Mesh. Check them all out and definitely subscribe to Big Fan as well. Hank, big weekend this weekend. Go ahead. 
uh, big weekend because we finally don't have anything to do. Exactly. We just wrapped up member guests, and we just wrapped up baseball for the year. Oh wow! Um, so you know, it's that's always tough because my little boy loves it. I love it. Um, and you know, this is the last year on Kiwanis Number Two. Wow. So Kiwanis Number Two is a field that I opened up. Remember when I was in, nine that. years old, and we're, you know we're playing on the same field. And one of my fondest memories, I don't remember every game, I don't remember every pitch, one of my fondest memories is being called to be on the All-Star team. The last championship game, that you, we, I, we weren't in the championship right. game, but you go to that championship game, and then at the end of the game, they give out trophies, and then they said, let's they announce our All-Stars. And it was the first All-Star game, uh, team I ever made, and it's nerve-wracking because you don't know if you're going to make it. Yes. My little boy wants to go Thursday to see if he made the wow. All-Star team. Good. So, oh. you know, what? it'd be cool if he made it because I made it on that same field, sure. played on that same field. But uh, I feel the nerves for him because, you know, you don't know. Yes. And your buddies are out there, too. What if one of them makes it, you don't make it, or vice versa? It's a very nerve-wracking it's experience. It's nerve-wracking. Well, good luck to Harris. I hope it all works out. Appreciate it. And, you know, it's also the last day of school for kids, City Hick- uh, Hickory City kids. So our last day of school is Friday. Mm-hmm. So my- Summer. Yes, summer is it's upon us, baby. It is. Summer's upon us. So our next episode, we'll talk about some cool things that you can do. Summer vacations that we've done in our past. We may tell nice. some stories. We'll tell some stories, thanks. How about you? Uh, it's last day of school, so I promised Lucy Rose we'd camp out in the yard Friday night. So we're camping out in the yard in little tents. She and Olivia and I, and if mommy wants to join us, we'll be there just in our backyard. And then Saturday, I think we're taking it easy, working in the yard, going to the pool. Pool is open. Pool's here. It's time. I was there two days ago. Really? Into the pool. Very nice. So we'll probably hit the pool and then Sunday just rest up. But anyway, we need some rest, Hank. It has been a busy, busy month. Your liver needs some rest. Yeah. And next month, <laughs> yeah. Geez. And next month, you know, we need one week off. We'll, we'll get cranked back up. Just need a little time. A little give time. me a little time. Just a little time. That's right. All right, buddy. It's good to see you. I'll see you in two weeks. Big fan. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.